Welcome back to another episode of Mobs and Martinis, where we are creating a safe space to have tough conversations. And today I won't say it's necessarily a tough conversation. However, I do believe that it's a necessary conversation and one that's all about um, education. And if you know me or have been a follower of Moms and Martinis, then you would know that I am a lifelong learner and believe that continued education is the key to life. Um, so today we're going to talk about something that I'm really curious about and something that I've struggled with and would love to improve upon, and that is submission. Right. So when you hear submission automatically, or at least in my book, I, t I automatically think about submission in terms of um, a traditional relationship, whether um, or what I've been taught as Christ or God has been the head submission under the husband as the head of the household, then the wife or mom. And then the children and everything else kind of falls under place. Now, per my own admission. Am I submissive? Yes. Naturally? Hell no. <laughs> but will I submit? Yes. So I do want to explore that a little bit more um, in terms of my resistance to my willingness to submit um, and then just talk through it. So I brought in somebody who I, I trust their opinion, someone who's um, who I've talked to a lot about this and have experienced it firsthand with. Um, and quite frankly, is a podcast favorite, Mr. Calhoun. So hello, Mr. Calhoun. How are you doing? Hello, Ms. Karen. It warms my heart to see that I am a podcast favorite. Wow. <laughs> I all right, so I'm going to ask you this question. So welcome back, first off, and thank you so much for taking the opportunity to talk to us and me about this whole thing. And this is really just going to be a kitchen table talk about this subject. Yes, sir. Can you pause this? Uh, <laughs> 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 so, yes. So, okay. So, what is the definition of submission to you? So, I'll do one step further than to me. I've looked up what submission is. It's by the beautiful Google. And it says the action of or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will of or authority of another person. So it's almost like, I would say put in the work uh, term, right? Um, it's like having a supervisor and you're willingly submitting to your supervisors. A lot of things I said, doesn't mean that you don't have a voice, doesn't mean that you're not saying anything, but the supervisor usually is the person who's telling you different things and you're pretty going, you're going off of what they're saying. It's not a slave relationship. But it is one of submission. It's not like a childlike thing, obedience, because if your supervisor treats you like a child, what's the first thing you say? I'm a grown ass adult. Right. Treat me as such, right? There's a respect factor that has to be involved as well. So it's not a child, it's not a slave, it's not a it's not a it's not like you're somebody's lower than, it's just you're you following their lead. And that's what submission is. 
by definition to me that's what it looks like to me yeah so i i too i too looked at the definition and that's exactly what it said however in actuality when i hear the word and when i'm dating okay so i'm single i'm still an operation stepdad trying to look for a companion maybe i should change the name instead of operation stepdad maybe i get a better uh <laughs> traction if I called it something else like you know but anyway um but when I'm dating and guys ask me like are you submissive I automatically ask them like what is your definition of submission because in my experience when guys ask if you're submissive it's more so of a power trip like they're expecting oh, whatever I ask you to do, you're going to do it. If I want, you know, water or sex, or if I say, no, this is this way or that way, um, that you're going to automatically go, you know, submit to it. Or I don't want to say submit. You're going to automatically agree and conform to it. And um, it's a control thing. So I always, the reason why when guys ask me that and I respond, well, what is your idea of submission? Most guys are like, oh, if you ask that, then you're not submissive. No, I don't think a lot of men understand what it means to submit. So I am willing to submit, but I'm willing to submit to a good leader. Okay, I'm willing to submit to somebody that is understanding that that comes with a lot of weight and responsibility not just a scene of coming to america bark like a dog woo, woo, like it's not that that's not what submission is i mean it, you know if we get a little freaky and we come down to that then that's when we come down too but that's not my idea of what it means to submit so I'm not naturally submissive. I do like test it out to make sure if I'm giving over full control to you, that I trust that what you're going to do with it is going to be a proper return on expectation and a proper return on investment. So I, it's beautiful that you said that. And I was going to ask you, when most guys ask that question, it's almost like asking women, what do you bring to the table? Mm. <laughs> we're not gonna go back there <laughs> and what i mean by that is a lot of times that's not an answer because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have you don't have a clue you don't understand what it is and so everyone's a lot of people interpretation not everyone's there are a lot of people interpretation of a submission is so skewed especially now because you're saying Woman, there were going. I ain't submit unless he this. Unless if you ain't paying the bills, then I ain't submissive. You hear men going. These women need to submit more. I'm sick of going back and forth with these bras, right? Mm -hmm. And actually, everyone's ideology of submission is so skewed because you may have never seen it or you haven't learned about it. And so, when people think of submission, a lot of times with guys and women, they think about something called TPE in a BDSM lifestyle, which is called total power exchange. Total power exchange. Can you hear me? Yeah, you mute your mind? Yeah, I did. 
What is that that just came on? It sounded like your air or something came on. Something started blowing. That's the computer. Oh, the, a computer fan came on. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? You got a desktop from 97? Look, 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 ironically enough, before we recorded this, I was talking about my need to purchase a new device. So look. Look, look, I'm doing the best that I can. And I can't stop it. I can't stop it. So, I mean... You got a guy, yo boy. When it get hot, you might want to plug that bitch up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like a look, it's doing what it needs to do. Hey, what can I do about it? I just said I need to buy a new computer, and you can hear why I need a new computer. <laughs> that bitch came on. I thought you opened up the window. <laughs> a swell breeze came. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. Did you pause it? So what is Total Power Exchange? Like, what does that look like? Oh, it's a a big, it's it's something. Uh, Total Power Exchange is just that. You're giving them all the power. So it's when you wear it, what do you wear? Um, What the dress, uh, you have to have permission when you're eating. You have to have permission when you go into the restroom. You have to have permission for every single thing. That kind of dynamic, uh, and, and again, all these things are with so is what y'all agree on. But total power exchange is just that, like uh, you you control everything about that person's life. Now, everyone always hops right in the bed with certain things, like that sound good to some people. But all you gotta do is revert back to when you had a, a baby or a toddler and responsibility that came with it, and just do that, maximize it because this is an adult. So there's a lot of responsibility and accountability that comes with that kind of relationship. You don't just go in here and have that kind of control or power over someone and it don't have a weight that comes with it. One, so are you knowledgeable enough, patient enough, nurturing enough, and self-control and all those things to be able to do that? And are you responsible enough to do that with someone? That's one. Two, there's a lot of time that comes with that because you also have you to do and take care of. And it's taking on someone's everything. Some people do it. Some people like it. Some people can. That's not. And when you think about, when people think about submission, a lot of times people think about it in those kind of extremes. Like you say submissive, women go crazy. Oh, uh-uh, first off, I ain't submit. Oh, no, I don't buy with me. No, I'm strong. I'm this, I'm that, I'm the other. People look at their submission of weakness. Submission is not weakness. It's actually strength. It's not submission. All right. So I'm going to come back to that. And I don't know, whatever you did with your audio, but the audio you have now is good. So hopefully we can keep that up. So why do you think most women, and I'm going to assume, and let me know if I'm, I'm wrong in my assumption, that you are referring to Black women. So why do you think that most Black women are opposed to the idea of submission? Uh, no, I wasn't saying black women either. I'm, I wouldn't just say black women. Uh, because, I, you know, the sisters get a bad rep. I say women and all, these, these white women are worse than all of them. They're the ones who started this feminism, which turned into misandry. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they they had a real problem because they was fighting uh, the patriarch the, the patriarchy, uh, and they took and we've harnessed some of their other races have taken on some of their problems, and so I think they're the cause of a lot of this stuff. But I think a lot of reason why a lot of women are programmed this way one because I think society has made this you know they they've made this susceptible. Um, society has pit us against each other. Two and then three. And probably more than anything is, it was an abuse of that kind of power. Uh, men have, through our history, which I don't like to, you know me, I'm pro-man. But in all honesty, our hit, the history shows that men have oppressed women through generations. Mm-hmm. So there was an abuse of the mission, where in actuality, if you're the head or you the lead, it's actually an act of servitude. You're in the role of servitude. Not in the role of just, you know, uh, just dictator. It's not a dictatorship. So have you seen the women in your life? Like thinking back to childhood up until now, like how many women or are were there any examples of women being submissive? I got almost nothing but examples. Um, um Submissive woman. I grew up in a in a very in a strict religion, but the religion had a lot of pros, and family structure was one of them. And you could just see how I, that's why I, you talk to people now. I didn't know how blessed I was being around so many positive families, so many positive men and women, so many positive husbands and wives. Now, not perfect, not perfect, but positive. Until I started talking to people who didn't grow up in that fashion. And they want to talk about how they ain't seen that kind of stuff until they get older. They're, they're trying to be the change in those kind of relationships because all the relationships they've seen has been toxic and tainted and all that. I've seen nothing but the opposite. So I've seen how it is when you have submissive women. I've seen how it is when you have good headship. i never seen, like, the, the way I have, I spoke with women of my peers and all that stuff. I ain't see that. Nobody cussing out, no, nobody calling women out in there. Raising their voice at them, talking, going at her. I, I don't need all of them. I, boy, talk, what? I'll <laughs> every day. What are you laughing at that fan? No, this you like the what? <laughs> every name, but I don't call it everything but a child of God. Yeah. And I'm not going to see him be like, I'm not proud of it. That's a lie. Yeah. A lot of them had it coming, they deserved it. Back and forth, and this is part of the submission I'm talking about. This is the back and forth that we have. If you're talking to me crazy and reckless, I'm doing the same thing. This is one of the reasons why I got involved in something that in a lifestyle called domestic discipline. It helps me. So, I mean, we are going to, I do want to learn more about domestic discipline, and we're going to get there. Um, But I just want to just talk about first, like just the art of submission, because you know firsthand i'm not naturally submissive however a huge part of me wants to submit and the reason why i want to submit is because for so long i've been in this position of having to carry the weight and i no longer want to carry the weight and when i say carry the weight 
carry the weight of making sure that the family is cared for, carry the weight of making all of the decisions for the family, carry the weight of um, protecting, carry the weight of providing. Like, I just don't want that. And when I was married, I thought that I was relinquishing that. However, I married someone that still made me the HBIC. And because of that, and if you all don't know what HBIC, like the head bitch in charge, he, he like, oh, let, I got to ask my wife. Let me put the one in charge on the phone. So that right there, I think it was a negative impact to the marriage because I lost respect for him because I felt as though if I'm the one that's still making all of the decisions and you're giving me your entire paycheck and I'm giving you the allowance, like I'm wearing the pants, like what do I actually need you for? And at that time, I didn't realize that I was taking that attitude on. But now in hindsight that we're divorced and reflecting upon it, I can see that. So now moving forward, I am maturing and growing and really coming into terms of what it is that I want and need in a relationship. What I found is when I'm wanting to submit, I found myself like testing every part of submission because I'm so, as much as I want to relinquish this, um, this leadership role, that's what I'm going to call it. It's like, can I trust you with it? So I'm questioning now at this point, if it's a matter of me questioning submission or if I'm challenging or I don't want to say challenging, or if I'm skeptical about someone else's approach. Right. And that's a little bit of my control that I have. I have control things that I have to, to deal with and try to balance out. And just because someone is coming into my life and they're now managing things and leading thing, things, just because they're not doing it the way that I would do it doesn't necessarily make it wrong. It's just different. And I think in the past, what I've done is looked at, well, you're not handling the way that I would handle it. So no, I'm not going to submit to you because you're doing it all wrong. When it's not wrong, it's just different. So I'm struggling with it, but I really want to do it. So hope my hopes is in my next relationship that I can do it. I did it in my last one, but you know, that's a whole nother Oprah story. Um, but my hopes is to, to really, I want to do it. I don't want this pressure. I think the shit is pressure to be a leader of a, of a household. You know, like, I don't want this. Somebody come and take it. Am I making sense? I'm making a lot of sense. There's a lot of stuff in there, though. There's a lot. Uh, just to revisit some of it, because I was going to ask some of the questions that you didn't answer, because I was going to ask you, like, why, why do you want to be submissive? I was going to also ask you, what does it look like to you? Because on the other side, when you was like, because I, I was looking at something early, and he was like, you know, older guys, grandparents and stuff used to do that. Used to work. The mother used to stay home, uh, the wife stayed home, he used to come and give her the check, and it used to be that kind of thing. So again, when it comes to submission, it's, it's what it looks like in your relationship, and no two relationships are the same. If you are the money person, so picture this, if you have a doctor, and if you have a, fi a, a, a financial manager, she's a financial manager by trade, he's a doctor by trade, who's probably going to be best with money? So all because he's the head of the house, I mean, he come in, and he dictate what the money looks like. One of the best things about a leadership, and you're a leader in a lot of in a lot of ways, 
especially at work. Uh, one of the best things about leadership is delegating. Great leaders, if I don't want to answer, I get somebody who do know the answer. And a lot of times that's why you want to be married, right? Or you want to be with a partner. The partner's supposed to help you on your shortcomings. So my shortfall is finances. And that's one of her strongest is, why the hell will I, why the hell will I not relinquish that to her for the betterment of us? So I think that's one of the parts of submission. That's also uh, one of the reasons why I say submission is what it looks like to you. It doesn't just necessarily mean someone comes in and I'm going to take on everything. Well, what are my pros? What are my cons? What are your pros and what are your cons? Let's see if we can do this together. Also, uh, I don't personally, I think you do need to have conversation with your wives. And I think that's where this toxic masculinity or this toxic headship comes from. You can't just do stuff without, a, a, without running the bar or telling your partner. You're still your partner. So you you would take the lead in some of that stuff. Um, you have that because this is still a person. She's still a woman, right? She's still an intelligent person. Hopefully, she got the right person. And so, so what that means is that you um, you just have to you have to go about that in the right way and, and how that looks. That's why it's consensual. That's why you have to have this conversation. That's why what this submission will like to you. Sometimes it'll look like that. Other times, yeah. But so, what does it look like to you? So you're asking me, right? Yeah, I'm asking. Okay, so in my opinion, what it looks like is having a two-way conversation. However, I'm allowing, and I'm gonna use that word. I'm I'm being very careful about that. Allowing my husband i am in a heterosexual relationship um or may or whomever even if it's like a a a dedicated long-term relationship whatever i'm not gonna get into that but allowing my head of the household to make the final say so submission to me is if we're looking to purchase a home Anybody that knows me knows that I am research bay. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm going to research things. I'm very detail oriented. I'm very research focused. Like I, I just like certain things. It is for my own sanity. The person who I'm under submission to has to understand that, that if things are happening in our life, I'm going to research it. So you have to like acknowledge in the least you know, give me the courtesy of acknowledging that, that that my wife or my my girl or whatever is going to be like this and that you're willing to have a conversation with me about it to ease my concerns over it and you're going to listen to me and take my concerns into account or, you know, the things that I'm excited about into an account, the things that I want, my desires, all those things into account and make a wholehearted decision. Like thinking about all of it, not just you, I want this and this is what I think is best. No, have you thought about how it's going to impact me? Have you thought about how it's going to impact our kids? Have you thought about, like, have you looked at all of this holistically or are you just making a decision because that's what you want? That's the problem I have if it's centered in selfishness. So what I think it is, is just 
open, honest communication. And um, my head, my leader, considering it. What I struggle with, and I know this about myself, and I realize this, and what I'm struggling with is also understanding that my head of household may make a decision that I disagree with, and it doesn't make him an ineffective leader. And I still have to submit to that. Just like you said, you was using the example of the job. My manager, my boss, my director, they do stuff all the time I don't agree with, but I'm still going to have to do it. I still have to do it with a smile. I still have to show up, have to be present. You know, we still have to talk through those things and make whatever the correct or the best business decision is. And it's above me. You know what I mean? So I have to take that same attitude into a relationship. So that's where I struggle with it. But that's a part of submission. And submission, even with me wanting to be so vocal and making sure that, you know, he hears me out doesn't mean that if he does something opposite of what it is that I would do or what it is that I want, that he's not hearing me. Does that make sense? Very perfect sense. Uh, and I think those are the keys. That's why it's, it's <clears throat> in a lifestyle, it's called vetting. You can call it dating. It's getting to know, it's getting to see if, it's, if this is the person that's going to have the qualities that you need. Because you're going to have to have that stuff. You're going to need that patience. You're going to have to have that. And that's when true submission comes into effect is when it's the decision that you don't like or when it's doing something that you don't want to do or when it's done a way that you would not have done it. That's when that submission comes into play. So I, I understand what you're saying in that regard. So what does it look like for you, submission? Outside of domestic discipline which we'll talk about after our commercial break in just a moment but what does submission looks like to you shutting the hell up and doing what the hell i say do that what it look like and that's when i will not submit <laughs> and that is why so i always ask guys like you thomas am i submissive well what is submissive to you because i will submit if i feel as though you're a good leader if you're not a good leader, hell no. Especially, and, and this is where my pride comes in. Because I know that I've worked very hard to get to a certain place. And my partner needs to, to match that and better that. I'm not about to hand the, the ship over and we go from sugar to shit. And you want me to be quiet about it? Hell no. Hell no, I ain't gonna be quiet about it. See, there you go. I know you're looking at my face. Nah, she ain't submissive. You gotta look. Work with me. No, so I mean, I understand what you're saying. So I understand the other side of it. It's like you're getting handing over the ship to somebody who don't even have a bowling license. He ain't got his driver's license. They don't even know what to do. But you like, yeah, I got this. You don't even know what to do. And you're so fucking prideful that you won't even say, I don't know what to do. So if you have it. So what you said earlier, in that you want him to be like, he got it. You want him to do take the charge. You want him to do all that stuff. Sometimes if you create that, then he may not feel uh, comfortable enough to where he can say I'm not comfortable with that. Well, that's, not, that's outside of my training. I don't know how to do that. And so that's, we know how to work through that. I understand. So this is part of the vetting process. So you go back to saying what the submission looks like to me. I'm going to tell you what it looks like for real. Um, it is, it is submitting to what I asked. 
see, that's a nice way to say doing what I need to do. It's submitted to what I ask at times, but then I always, I always liken it to this whenever I'm having a discussion with a woman. I always say flip it or I always say, well, what do you think of your mask? Right? That's the biggest thing. What's the ask? I'm not asking you to do nothing stupid. I'm not asking you to jump off a cliff. I'm not asking you to show prove this to me and go out the street butt naked and go do something stupid. What am I asking you to do? I'm asking you to come home in a, in a timely fashion. Am I asking you, hey, sweetie, maybe not drink today because you've been drinking a little more than regular for your health, for the kids? Am I asking you, maybe let's do some more cooking because we're spending too much money out and we're trying to get another ounce? Like, what am I asking you? And a lot of times we start getting into the, you ain't going to tell me what to do before you get into what, what am I asking? What are we arguing about? What, what's the backlash about? Some of it might, some of it might be touchy. We, an example that we had, um, you was wearing something. You was wearing some leggings. <laughs> some leggings. You hated when I wore them damn leggings out the house. I was like, turn ones. And I was like, where you going with that? On? You know, to the store. It wasn't appropriate looking to me. So some people might cringe at that. Why? It wasn't. It wasn't. You. It wasn't. Because I was looking thicker than the snicker. Is that what it was? I was looking fine like wine. Uh -huh. Hey, that's what it was. You want nobody to see my camel's toe. Not just like <laughs> Yeah, your camel snow. You didn't say it right. Camel snow, because you had a guy going to the stove right here looking like a street walker. Whore. <laughs> yeah, but you hated when I wore them damn leggings out the house. You mad. <laughs> We only had that one time. I ain't never, I never censored what you wore. We only had that one time because I was, because it was, your other, you had, you wore leggings out before. There wasn't no, I never, was, I wasn't flexing on that. It wasn't even a flex of power. That one was a little different. That was a little, that was a little much. It was out there with your business. I like to just change a little bit. I look good at them leggings, then. No, anyway, okay, okay, go on. Point. And the other, and the other <laughs> part of it was, the, the disconnect came in the the way that it was the way that we interacted. That's how the disconnect came. I was like, "Where you going?" He was like, "To the sun." Like, you don't want to. You might want to change clothes. You got your business all out in the street, and you was like, <laughs> "You came right back quickly with something else," and it turned into something else. You know, <laughs> came back with a slit reply, which ended up with another with another slit reply. You know what I mean? So that that was a that was a part of it. <clears throat> but it's it's again, it's what the ass. Now you go through and think about it, how much was it an ass? Not a lot of ass. I don't, you know, and that's why I think again it comes in. It's not a lot of ass here. What are you truly asking somebody to do as a grown-up? If you're hungry, you'll go make me a sandwich. Guess what? Next day you might ask me to go do it. That's my always when I, when people always talk about that when I talk to women they always be like ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do. I always say man just shut the fuck up and do what I ask you to do. Like, Who the fuck you talking to? We just spin it. You gotta ask me to do some stuff. Ask me to go get gas in your car. You what you wanna? Do? Oh shit, you go get gas yourself. You big, you strong, you independent. You go get the glass. You going? You want or you wanna just go do it? Okay, sweetie, where your keys? I'm thirsty. Oh, what you wanna drink? Like it goes both ways. That's the scene with. The Cosby Show, greatest show of all time. No, little Bill Cosby. Uh, 
when Alvin, when Alvin is talking to Cliff, and she's like, "Do y'all want some coffee?" He was like, "You give him coffee? You serve him?" She was like, "What?" I do, and she went into her spill. I do it just like he gave me some this morning. You see, I am not serving Dr. Huxtable. Okay. Okay. That's the kind of thing that goes on in a restaurant. Now I'm going to bring him a cup of coffee, just like he brought me a cup of coffee this morning. And that young man is what marriage is made of. It is give and take 50-50. And if you don't get it together and drop these macho attitudes, you are never going to have anybody bringing you anything anywhere, anyplace, anytime, ever. Everyone act like when someone is, a, is head of the household or when someone's head that you're just sitting on the throne and hear this woman is crawling to you naked. Which some may do that now. This is some get free. Mm-hmm. If everyone wants to get off their high horse, start smelling themselves and be so prideful and thinking everybody and they the shit, then you'll come to earth and realize, hey, we all in this together. This is a partner. And every every relationship, every dynamic, every work, everybody has someone who's in charge to a degree. And what does that mean when it means taking the lead? And that's what it really is. Just someone taking the lead. And if he's doing it right, he's mostly catering to your to your whims. All right. So we're going to take a commercial break in just a minute. Um, it's something, as I mentioned before, that I want to do. It's some, another reason why I struggle with it. And some may not have this same plight is because I have been in relationships of domestic violence where male privilege, control, and power were used to control the dynamics of the relationship. So although I want to relinquish my power, I'm very skeptical Skeptical because I have been in situations, I know, okay, <laughs> I'm slurring. I've been drinking the uh, limoncello martini. <laughs> it's like my third one. Anyway, okay, okay. But the, oh, the limoncello oh, martini, you can go to my Instagram page. I got the recipe up there. It is lit. But anyway, um, but being in those dynamics or in those relationships where domestic violence was a thing, that it's a it's a fear factor as well because the times that i have given over control it have been to people that have not necessarily used that to the best you know they haven't used that to um to to their they have used yeah they haven't used they haven't used it responsibly. So I'm I'm really, really nervous about it. And it's just a matter of trust. And I've stated that before, even in the previous episode that we recorded. It's like a trust issue with me. That's my baggage. It's like, am I trusting myself that I have, using your word, vetted this person well enough to know that if I give over everything, I'm giving over everything. And then you have to think too, I have children. So I'm, we're all about to fall under you and I'm about to give all of that over to you. Do you understand what that means? And are you going to be responsible with that? And that's what's most important to me. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough, but we're going to take a break and we come back from break. I want you to talk to us about domestic discipline. 
because um, I'm interested in learning more about it. I don't know. I might get in the lifestyle. <laughs> I had to laugh at that myself. Maybe not, but I want to learn about it. <laughs> I might get in the lifestyle. You never know. We're ever evolving and ever growing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm into stuff. Okay. All right. So um, let's hear from our So welcome back. I hope you enjoyed our sponsors. Be sure to head over to Anchor, not only to start your own podcast if you're interested, but also to listen to my podcast and make sure you add it to your favorites. Moms and Martinis, new episode comes out every hashtag Martini Monday. So before the break, we were talking about just submission and what that looks like for each of us. And as a reminder, I have Mr. Calhoun on the line here. Um, just talking about um, what that looks like, what it sounds like, um, why we typically receive pushback when we talk about things in terms of submission. Um, and all of this came about is because I know that Mr. Calhoun uh, participates in domestic discipline as a lifestyle choice. So before I continue, if you can just explain to everyone, what does, what is domestic discipline? So uh, what it is, is it's something that's between two consenting adults. Uh, it's a relationship. We call it DD for short. And it's usually where the uh, man is the, uh, is the head of the household or HOA. He has more authority, usually the submissive. Or in this case, she uh, followed his lead as we were speaking. Uh, the, the husband, the head of the house, creates rules for the household, and he at times administers punishment if those rules are not adhered to. Uh, and those are rules are to maintain a healthy relationship or functional household, things to protect the family. Um, is the punishment comes in various forms, depending. Uh, but a lot of couples are doing this. Uh, a lot of them. A lot of times it derives from a CDD, which is Christian domestic discipline. Believe it or not, this is in the Bible. This is biblical. Um, so that's where the origin of it comes from. Uh, and a lot of couples who, a lot of couples who practice DD, although now, of course, it's so widespread, and it and people who are in BDSM come along with their lifestyle as well. So it's not just a Christian, but a lot of them practice domestic discipline. So. Uh, it what it is is I think it's a lot of safer for a lot of relationships that we have in this that we're speaking of here, and some of the terms that's used. Of course, we talked about DD and CDD and head of household, which is HOH, and the women that are submissive are TIH, which are taken in hand. So some of the, those are some of the differences, and that's where domestic discipline is. And also, you have to think about it. It's it's no domestic discipline is the same. So it's whatever you two consent and, and talk about and come to an agreement in what kind of structures or boundaries you all want to have. And that's how that comes into play. Okay. So thank you so much for that explanation. And I, I do have a, a few questions. Um, <laughs> I hope you did. You know, you know me. I'm questions. Mm -hmm. So one, just for clarification, you mentioned BDSM, BDSM. So could you mm -hmm. let the listeners know what is BDSM? 
forgot what an acronym for it always. Bondage. I think it's bondage, discipline, status, masochist. That's a whole bunch of stuff. BDSM is into some of everything. Like it's everything from ropes to leather plate to they have everything from blood plate to scat plate to you, know, you name it. It's different. This one comes in the play in it, so that's how you get it. You have status and masochists. Ones who like inflict pain, ones who like pain inflicted. So, uh, impact play comes into play, but you have all kind of stuff from role playing, and it, it covers so vast. It's so vast in what it covers. But there's a lot of people who in, who does some form of BDSM and don't know it. You like to role play? It's BDSM. You like to play with candle wax sometimes? You like to do all those fake little playful spankings and stuff? Some of that stuff is BDSM. So, BDSM is into everything. And BDSM also have dominance and submissives. They're different from HOAs and TIA. They also have master slaves. They have daddies and littles. It's age play. It's, it's so vast in what BDSM, BDSM is. So those are the differences. The rest of this one is not as bad. And it's for relationships. And it's for structure. It's providing structure in relationships. And helping a lot of relationships that not only may not have that structure, but maybe on the cusp of losing those relationships, it can be a saving grace. Whereas BDSM is mostly kink and freaky stuff. Okay. So that that just, I've never heard it described that way. And there's so many different components that I would like to go back. Maybe I'll find some people that are heavy into their lifestyle that can come in and shed light on that. But another so like thing- BDSM? Yeah. Yeah, they got a they got some dirt they got a dungeon here in Atlanta. I think it's the only one in Georgia, as a matter of fact. It's not like homemade, it's a public dungeon. There's a lot of that stuff you can get out of that. That's a, now that's where you want to go. They have even educational nights. I ain't uh, going to COVID now. You going where? I'm not going out there in in the middle of COVID. They're not open right now. <laughs> that's what all the festivities have been closed. going on out there. Wait a minute. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of stuff going on in that mother. You hear me? That motherfucker that is rocking and rolling. Sometimes, some days, other days it's it's boring. It's not as much, but then some days it's rocking and rolling. So, okay. But they have education like twice a year. Okay. And I think it'll be good. I would I would love to go on an education night because I'm I'm curious, um, and I'm so curious and I'm open to it. And I've talked about this before. Uh, I think that so many times people are just so boxed out and say, I don't like X, Y, and Z. But then you ask them, have they tried it? No, they have it. But whatever, for whatever reason, they have this perception of things that they don't like. Uh, and they're just not willing to try it. So I'm not like that. I'm just like, hey, you got to try it uh, first before I can say I like it or don't like it. Because I, for me, it's most important to articulate what I like and what I don't like about something instead of just discounting it all, you know, all together, because there have been some things and I'll use hiking as an example. I was taught that black people don't do that. You know, black people don't get their hair wet. Black people don't go in nature. It's bears and all these things are out there. But that is like one of my places of solitude. That's where I feel God mostly, you know, it's a beautiful place for me. So 
because of something so simple like that, and I don't want to say it's simple, but something simple like that has opened me up to so many other things, especially in terms of sexuality and relationships and things of that nature. So well, I, must, uh-huh. I think that's a great thing that you have that and having that openness is something that I'm still, you know, breaking through and fighting to have. Um, I'm glad I did to a certain extent because that led me to domestic discipline a little bit and going back to domestic discipline, um, it, it changed my views a lot when it comes to even uh, the culture, when it comes to dealing with our sisters. Because I don't know if they heard us on the last last podcast, that snippet of me was me all the time. These the hoes, some bitches, and these bitches, some hoes, and none of them ain't shit anyway, and it's all about that money and the chick, and fuck them, fuck them over, and all that kind of stuff. But what domestic discipline did in in me learning more about it and me being involved in it is bring me back to some of the roots I had when I was younger and that religious for me and respecting women in, in a different capacity. Not, not all the time. I'm not going to sit here and lie. But especially in that setting, in that structure, within that realm, uh, there's a di- I, I deal with those sisters in a different manner. And it helps me to be that nurturing, softer side when dealing with women in that space. And I think that's helpful because without that, I was still, as my friends called me back 10 years ago, the bashing. <laughs> <laughs> but domestic discipline has, has some, have, have toned me down some and took me back to what I grew up in. The religion I grew up in, the first time I even heard about a, head, a headship arrangement, we had a whole book about it. You and I had talked about this when we first met. Yeah. called a family book. And they describe what headship is and what submission is, and how really headship is just much, just as much as subservient role as uh, being submissive. Yeah, you really are putting your that submissive, that tih, that woman that you're leading, her her needs and her wants above yours, and it's catering to her. And in in return, it's a it's a give and take. The way she's catering you, you're catering her as well. Your job is to be as nurturing and as kind and the same over her. All the women that I knew, we talked about earlier, um, about the women I knew and the men I knew. All I knew was just as soft and kind, maybe with the exception of one or two, and the men were just that. I never heard them. Like all the guys I knew, all the men who were growing away, I was talking to Kyle about this the other day. All the men that I knew, I've never heard none of them. And this is at least. 10 to 15 couples I have been in close contact. I never heard none of them raise their voice at the wives. Oh, I'm a Christian. Always gentle. Always nice. Always put on my wife's knee or whatever she Always when it came down to it. I mean, when it came down to it, always was, you know, whatever she needs, that was his priority. Yeah. And that's the, that's the kind of head, the kind of dominant, the kind of HOH that Every woman should be looking for an event to make sure you have. And I think that's one thing that, and that helps me get back to those people. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. That's good stuff there. And I think it's my mom didn't date or anything. So I, I don't know what that looks like. And um, in our episode of Setting the Table, I think it was part one, maybe part two, maybe. I don't remember, but Casey talked about just not naturally knowing where a man, the placement of a man should be in the life. 
in her life. And I can see that um, just by me growing up with a single mom. But when my mom passed away, I went to live with my father and my stepmom. And their anniversary was actually yesterday. Um, I guess they've been oh, together. Happy belated anniversary. This, 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 yeah, this, I need this, to call. This. I'm horrible. I need to call and tell them that. But I think they've been together 37 years, 36 oh, wow. years. Um, so when I moved in with my dad, it was my first time just being, seeing, you know, husband and wife, or even just a couple, you know, relationship or whatever. But until this day, I've never, ever seen them in an the argument, both good and bad. You know what I mean? It was good because I've seen my father only be gentle. I've seen her only be my stepmom only be submissive and I've only seen the love. I say bad because I haven't, I did not learn healthy conflict resolution because I didn't see it with my mom and I didn't see it with them. And I know now in talking with my father that they have had conflicts and, you know, as an adult learning how they work through it, but it wasn't taught to me. So I never seen that. So I had to learn the long way and the hard way on how to deal with that in a relationship. Um, but, but once I became a wife and started, you know, having some challenges, I remember one day I called my stepmom and apologized because I'm like, this shit is hard. <laughs> and I'm not even showing up half of the way that I saw you show up. So you the real MVP, you know what I mean? So, but anyway, that can be like, again, a, a totally different open story. But one of the things I wanted to circle back to you when you were talking about your, your definition of domestic discipline, what is the discipline? Yeah, yes. Yeah. You know, it's like what is the discipline? <laughs> so there's different forms of it. And there's, again, between two consenting and something that you all agree to. And what you all want. Mine, one of the things I administer is spankings. I do give them spankings. And if you, and if you, um, the punishments are sort. Now, there are others who do all kinds of punishments. Some of them are legit punishment. There are some HOAs who, you know, she may not be with electronics. Some of them stand in corners. Some of them do some type of kneeling. Like, there are different forms of punishment to be used. Uh, especially if you have rules uh, that you all have set, that you both have set in, set in the place for whatever reasons. Uh, some people are against the four Ds of domestic discipline. I'm, I'm not against it. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a bad barometer. Some people are like really against it. But if you have different rules on on disrespect, or if you have rules on being disobedient, or if you're putting yourself in danger, or if you are you know, going against the grains and doing some stuff. If y'all have a strict budget and y'all are attaining to it and it's a crazy thing. Like whatever your rules are in place that you all have talked about and then you all have discussed, you know, what happens if they're broke. Because such some women may want those kind of that kind of structure. Some women may need that kind of structure. Some men may need it or some women whatever it is, then that's what I have. You just can't confuse the kink with the punishment at times because I feel one and the spankle as well. So 
Uh, that's how I even found out about this. Between me going back to my my heritage of, of the way that uh, headship and leadership, and I've always been taught the headship arrangement since about 11 or 12, and realizing I was a Spanko, put the two together, and then it was like, oh, the rest of this one, yes. And then I had to see, hey, wait a minute, there's a difference between, you know, fetish and lifestyle. So there are different kinds of punishment. I mean, whatever you're contextual. But again, that's why you have to pick the right one because just like anything else in a relationship, you have a toxic mate where it could turn into, it could be the same with domestic discipline. No more domestic discipline to turn into domestic abuse. So that is the PSA. That's why you need to be very careful about who you're involved with, who you do that kind of power mm-hmm. with, and any of that. You need to make sure that this, this person is your betterment, that they are in a emotional and a mentally mature place. And they're not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. But they need to be emotionally mature to be able to, you know, take on that kind of responsibility because you mm-hmm. don't want somebody who's haul off and, beat, you know, beat you. Yeah. Go too far and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. This isn't that's for that. This is for. Yeah. That's, that's the yeah, part. This is for the better. So you mentioned the four D's, disrespect, danger, and what are the other two? Well, now, again, some people, they're against the four D's. Mm, I'm not, though. I, I, I think it's not a bad, I think it's not a bad uh, barometer. But I know it's dangerous, it's disrespect, uh, it's disobedience, and it's one more. Uh, and while while we're um, getting the last D, what so what would be considered disobedience? I know that you're saying like in terms of uh, coming to agreements in the relationship. So I'm sure some guidelines or parameters that are, are, are put in place. But give me an example of what disobedience would be would that be well that, again that goes on to that's that's something that, that's something that you all have to come to agree on mm-hmm. that's just something that you all have that's so, not going to the example earlier when it was clear like certain stretch pants or leggings but I can wear them if I'm out with you. But if I'm not out with you, you didn't want me wearing the leggings. And I'm saying, well, I'm just going to make a quick run to the drugstore. I'll be right back. And I wear the leggings out anyway. That's that's considered being disobedient. Probably so, so to go circle back. Yeah, that would be. But to circle back, it would be dishonesty. So dishonesty, mm-hmm. disobedience, disrespect. And uh, putting yourself in something dangerous. So, I mean, those are to me, those are things that's in any relationship that's not tolerated anyway. To do, I mean, not the disobedience, of course, but the, the respect and the honesty and the putting yourself in the back. How? How? I remember once when I had, I got, I was sloshed up. I was been drinking all night. That uh, I think it was the uh, New Year's we had, and I came to your house, and you was like, "Why would you come here?" Remember, you was upset. Yeah. <laughs> you said you pulled up. I was already hanging out the car or something like that. Yeah, why would you do that? Yeah. Yeah, why would you drive? So that wasn't, that was dangerous to say by yourself. You have to yeah. be, you have to take that into account. All kinds of things can happen. So in a regular relationship, 
some of this stuff is something that you would, that would cause you some kind of, you know, argument of this isn't tolerated or, you know, in a regular relationship, this stuff isn't, isn't tolerated to a degree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How much you going to put up with somebody disrespecting you? Mm-hmm. How much you going to put up with somebody dishonest, being dishonest to you? Uh, married at first sight, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> With his lying ass. <clears throat> like a mug. <laughs> right. Like, how much are you going to put up with it? So in domestic distance, there are consequences. So that's where I think it comes in. You need to go a step further. Because if you mentioned, going back to that Lincoln incident, that proved to be uh, a sore spot for us for probably a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And even now, years later, we still can reference it because of the impact it had in that in that day. We got to silent for the rest of the day because our back and forth wasn't good. But in domestic business, we don't hear anything from the back. So if we were in a domestic discipline situation, the, the punishment for leaving I, with the leggings would be a spanking. Well, you would have got spanked, but I don't think we would have went that far anyway. So I think that's the part of it that we're talking about. So you don't even go that far because there's a level of respect that in that we didn't have that we would have in that, in that kind of relationship. Okay, so say if that level was established, but in this particular moment, for whatever reason, I was bucking the system. Then Bratty. the I was being a brat. See, that's like a, mm-hmm. a totally different level to it. Okay. So if that were the case, then the punishment or the discipline part of that, it's not, I mean, because you think domestic discipline, the more we talk about it, when initially when I heard the term discipline, I'm thinking like when you're disciplining your child, like some type of punishment, but then now Mm -hmm. we're talking about it, it's more so discipline in words, actions, and behaviors. That's to, exactly what it is. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it starting to register a little bit more. Say that again. Say that last one again. It, well, now, the more I think about it in terms of discipline, I'm thinking about it in terms of word, actions, and behaviors. That's what you're mm-hmm. being disciplined in. That's exactly what you're being disciplined. So, you're setting a standard. And this relationship has a particular mutual agreed upon standard, right? So it's mutual. Both parties are agreeing that this is the bar. So you just have to practice discipline to meet those standards. And if you don't meet those standards, then there's also agreed upon consequences to that. Exactly. So think about it like this, more than it may sound like childlike a little bit because of the punishment that's right with the spank in the corner time. But if you put it in that in that perspective with you being disciplined for your various action and behavior, sound almost or more so like work. Because you've agreed to come into work and work nine to five. Mm-hmm. You agreed to perform perform such tasks. If you don't perform such tasks, there's discipline. They tell you disciplinary action has to be taken, correct? Mm-hmm. If you look at the law, if the speed limit is 55, you go on 75 and police pull you over, that ticket is a form of what? It's an act of discipline. Right. Right? You're going to have to go to court or you're going to have to pay that ticket. You have to get that spanking. 
Right. Right. So if you look at it that far and everything that you're doing, right, with that, if you're not paying your mortgage on time, uh, then there's fees that applies and all that kind of stuff, there's discipline or there's some kind of consequences to your actions and they return. Well, if there's discipline and consequences to action and return, then why not in some forms as far as uh, relationship goes? Because I guarantee you, in some of the instances, some of those fights that everyone's having, those, when you look back and y'all had these knockout drag outside, you look back like, what was he even fighting about? I don't know, what was it about? I think it started off with not making a bed, didn't it? Why did we why did we start talking five days about that? Mm-hmm. Or how did that lead to this? Or how did it get so toxic? Mm. Right? But if we would have if we would have investigated that consequences, cleaned the slate, mm-hmm. and moved on about our business, then now you have a flourishing relationship. And y'all answer to each other. Right. I, I think this is the first time that it even registered me registered to me in um that way because i've kind of asked you questions about it before and i just be like and i talk to you about you know some some i don't want to call them relationships i don't know what to call them but anyway and i'm just really was trying to understand i want to understand i'm really curious and it's not like from a judgmental place or anything like that i wasn't doing a good job of articulating you just you did it yourself that was so good. I'm about to use that more and more. I'm about to put that in my repertoire. <laughs> that goes in the library. Yeah. I mean, just, I don't know. The light bulb just went out because I think I was so gung-ho, which I think most people are. It's just like discipline. Like like you said. I'm a grown-ass I'm a grown-ass woman. I don't need no discipline. Right. You don't have to discipline me, but you have to think. Most things in life that you want to achieve that are, you know, your your goals or your star moments require discipline. It's discipline. And a lot of times is someone who helps to attain it, right? Yeah. So when you want to work out, what most people try to do, get a workout buddy. Yes. That workout buddy isn't to make you work, hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, and so that's what domestic discipline is. It's someone who holds, us, holds you accountable. And in turn, he has to hold himself accountable because how do you do it without being a standard? You have to be the example. And it's an act of servitude on both ends. Mm-hmm. Let's not get lost in the wash. Everyone just hears that and be like, oh, so you just tell her what to do and spank her what she don't do. No, that's not how that works. That's what I was thinking. Right. Your primary your primary job, your priority is she's your priority. You understand? You don't you don't harm her. You're only there to uplift, to appeal, to bridge the gap, to love her even better. This helps come, it cuts down on all that communication gap. It cuts down on that arguing. Think about all the arguing that you do. Most guys walk out, get loud, words get said, don't need to get said, all that kind of stuff. Well, it cut down on some of that stuff. All right. You're going to have those tips and stuff, but you, it cuts down on a lot. It don't go as far as it goes. Unless it's toxic and then it goes too far. So something you mentioned earlier, and I want to circle back to in, in light of what it is you just said, you said that being a part of the lifestyle has brought out a softer side of you, which is in contrast to what most people perceive as the head of household in a submissive relationship. So how is this like elaborate a little bit more on how it's bring out the softer side of you. 
Well, you and everyone who's following me on social media talk to me, who knows? Outside of that, outside of that, the confines of domestic discipline, I go real fuck off. <laughs> I'm going to treat you exactly the same. I don't care if you're male, female, and all that kind of stuff. doesn't matter. You want to get love, we can get love. I'll throw it in the ditch. Fine. But with, with domestic discipline, and this is with headship, I, I'll tell you the difference. Think about it. Let's go back to when you are dealing with your children or loved ones or whatever. You're not harsh with them. You're not harsh at all. You need to be gentle. I was talking to a young lady. I forgot who it was. But she was telling me, oh, yeah, I don't remember who it was. Somebody who's not significant. But she was telling me. Damn. That, <laughs> I forgot for a minute. I, I, now I remember. But she was saying when she was younger, it was a guy who she was dating and he was younger. They were both in their early 20s. And he was like dealing with women, like dealing with children. Like, you deal with your woman like you deal with your child. She was, and of course, she took offense, like, what does that mean? No, you just have to. I don't understand what the fuck they're doing. And you still got to be cool with her. And I was talking to the young cats. I was driving this. It's amazing. Young guys. And all of it. I was like, this is how you go to the next level of evolving as a man. And then on, because imagine one of it being the most upset you can be with a human being. And this person is in your face talking cash money shit. And you have the power to beat the brakes off this person. And you have to eat that shit and apologize for something that you don't agree with or don't think you should apologize for. And you have to let it simmer down. You have to have the wherewithal to have her calm down and maybe have her come back later on. And not give you a sufficient apology. Yeah. So you have to deal with a head of household, uh, even in the Bible, to Christ to tell you how you have to treat the one right. You have to treat like a, the Bible speaks of treating a uh, woman like fragile glass or something, as a weaker vessel. People look at that as, again, everyone always want to be strong. Everybody's not strong. Everybody. The reason why I say weaker because you treat it fragile. You treat it with care. You get a package that says fragile, handle with care. You don't throw the motherfucker across the room. Gently move it. Yeah. So it's the same thing. You have to be gentle in dealing with this person. And so that's what happened when dealing with uh, woman in relationships. And this is what domestic discipline helped me to attain even more so because of the responsibility that you have to have. And if you're being a suitable leader, and if you're taking lead, then you have to lead passionate, nurturing. And this is for the betterment, right? This is to build someone up. That's what domestic discipline is. It's building up your TIH. It's um, you know, breathing spirit, breathing life into it, giving, breathing love. It's, it's, fly, it's watering that flower so she grows. It's not, it's not putting her down. It's not doing that stuff. So when you're doing that, you have to be nurturing and you have to be caring and have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally understand because I, I tell that sometimes to people and they don't understand. I sound very strong. And I think most people know me as this strong, like dominant personality. But I also say I'm hella fragile. And a lot of people don't see that within me. Um, so the analogy of using of using that, that it doesn't make you weak in terms of strength. Um, it, it, it is just about that white glove service and just handle, handling the situation with care. And that's what I, that's a beautiful way. So I'll add that to my repertoire in terms of being submissive. So when I when I'm saying that I want to submit, I want somebody to handle me with care. 
right. the white glove service. And if you're doing that to me, I'm down. Whatever it is you want to do, I'm a ride with you. I trust you because I know that you have my best interest at heart. These kids, our grandkids, your family, like you have all of that the best interest of that. And it's not a power trip for you. So whatever your final word is and say is, regardless if I agree with it or not, I know that you have been thoughtful about that and you're not doing it to harm, like intentionally harm. And because and that's what happens to submit. Yeah. And that's what happens if you have a group. And that's how it is to be uh, treated. Think about it. Let me really, let's not even go the fragile right route. Mm-hmm. Think about your most prized possession. How will you handle it? Mm-hmm. If you have something that's just priceless to you, you handle it with care. You don't handle it just, you don't rough, you don't rough it up. And I think that's the misconception. Think about this. When you just mentioned and this is a problem that we have in today's society. A lot of, we have a lot of problems in today's society. Especially, you know. But think about this. Not to me, just period. A submissive woman is much, much, much much more stronger than one that is not. She's way, she's way stronger. The easiest thing to do is to go off. You're taking pride in being petty? I'm a very petty and small individual. I have the, I work at it. It's nothing prideful to do that. That's not prideful. It slips. I still do it. But that's not the end, though. I'm petty. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's not. It's easy to be like your touch. So you might want to change. You might want to change fans. You got your ass all over the motherfucking place. Uh, I'll be my favorite fan. I'm a world I want to Yeah, you know I'm quick. It's easy to do. Yeah, I am. It's easy, it's easy to do that part and eat that shit at that time. Eat that shit at that time. What? What? What is the? What is the end goal? How does that? What happens? Bro? Right. What happens if you just say, fuck it, I'm going to do what I want to do, go out to the store, or, okay, sweetie, no problem, and be like, I'll just, you know, that's fine, it ain't even that big of a deal, and change from the... It's a difference. Yeah. It's a difference in the way that you react and respond on both ends. So it's easy for everybody to just go left. That's easy for them, especially when... I'm mate, and uh, nobody care what you say. Fuck what you talking about. I'm doing what I want. That's not even a good. You don't even want that in the fight. Yeah. 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 Okay, so I think I have a a good understanding. And this whole podcast episode was really about just coming on the line to talk about one, submission, and two, domestic discipline and where that falls in the umbrella of submission and the difference between the two and just trying to figure that whole thing out. And I think my aha moment, I had my aha moment. It clicked, it registered. So I've learned something, so I'm super happy about it. But two things I want to bring you back to talk about. One, you mentioned several times the term headship. I want to talk about that. I've never really heard it in that particular term, um, a context. I want to have a more conversation and dialogue just about that. And then two, 
And you mentioned in terms of BDSM, but then also in terms of uh, discipline, spanking, impact play. So I want to talk to you a little bit more about that as well. <laughs> so <laughs> I just want to say thank you. I think this one is good. Hopefully we can get some questions if people have questions. So speaking of questions, if you have questions, you can go ahead and leave them on Twitter or Facebook at Moms and Martinis, on Instagram at Moms and Martinis Podcast, or you can send me an email at Moms and Martinis Podcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to ask, Mr. Calhoun himself. Mr. Calhoun, where can the people find you? DigitalDarrenPodcast.com. Once again, DigitalDarrenPodcast.com. Yahoo, Twitter, Instagram, wherever we Just ask for Calhoun, I'll respond. Yes. So send him over your questions if you want more, uh, a better understanding. Or are you single, Calhoun? I am quite single. Or if you're interested in it, hey. Oh, boy, look at that plug. <laughs> Listen. If you, I don't want to know, know one of those unsubmissive-ass, <laughs> <laughs> cranky-ass women coming on my line. I don't need no man telling me nothing. Uh-uh, no. I don't need none of that issue. All right, so you heard it from him. But if you are into the domestic discipline lifestyle or are – a naturally submissive or will well, leave willfully submissive woman, you know, hook him up. He's in the top 10% of Atlanta. Ah, look at you. There you go. That's how you tell me. Yeah. Fuck your eggs. Good. And, and go we'll, ahead and up. And beard us together. Hey, beard. Yeah, uh, <laughs> hairline ain't though. Hairline a wreck. I'm talking about the beard. That's, right that's, the, cor- that's the corona got a nigga out here looking like Sherman Hemsley. <laughs> looking like George Jefferson, for those who didn't know. <laughs> Come on, tell, get us all out of here. Thank you so much for having me on. Always a pleasure. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And thank you so much for the listeners for tuning in to another episode of Moms and Martinis, where we are creating a safe space to have tough conversations. So thank you. And I'll see you all next or talk to you all next week. Thanks. Bye-bye. Don't you wanna?